You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kyle Allen. The Bills back up to Josh Allen. He also joins Matt Barkley. Now, I've asked this trivia question a couple of different times on the radio to people. Okay. You have been very busy, so I don't know if you've heard it, so I will ask you. Okay. Trivia question. Who has played more NFL games, regular season, Kyle Allen or Matt Barkley? Matt Barkley. Incorrect. Matt Barkley came into the league five years before Kyle Allen, but yet he's played 19 total games. Kyle Allen has started 19 games, and he's played 23. Okay, so I actually looked at I knew that Kyle Allen had started 19 games. Okay. I assumed when you right. asked me that question that Matt Barkley has played more than 19 games, which is a little surprising to me. <laughs> I know, right? So For actually, Kyle Allen, this guy who's five years younger, has a little bit more experience in actual NFL games than Matt Barkley. But now they're going to go to camp and they're going to battle it out. Do you expect Kyle Allen to win the starting job and Matt Barkley just to be the practice squad quarterback again? Absolutely. I do. I mean, I think it wasn't that long ago that Kyle Allen was starting semi-meaningful games for, I think, I think of him with Washington. I don't think of him with Houston. I think of when he was with Washington, he was also with Carolina, right? Yes, he was. In fact, his time there for literally a couple of weeks crossed paths with Joe Brady. Let me look right now and see. I just want to look at his career log. Okay. So yes, when I think of him, I think of 2020. So it was the COVID year. He started four games. Wow. That's interesting. He started four games for the Washington. I think they were the Washington football team at that point in 2019 though. He started 12 games for the Panthers. Wow. 12 games. He was five and seven. He threw 17 touchdowns and had 16 interceptions. So I think of him as somebody who is, you know, a pretty par for the course backup quarterback. He's not an amazing backup quarterback. He's not the worst backup quarterback possible. I think he's, you know, exactly what you need out of a backup. And he's also really good friends with Josh Allen. And that helps. (laughs) No doubt about it. So it looks like the bills have their um, quarterback situation sorted out. Uh, It doesn't rule them out necessarily drafting a young guy, but at this point, I don't know why they would Matt. The only, the only reason you do that is to have an asset after four years, because it's not like the young guy is going to take over for Josh Allen anytime soon. Josh, you know, Josh is just starting his, his contract. What, what do you want to say about that? Well, they tried with Jake Fromm. I mean, I would say never say never because with Jake Fromm, it was like, well, maybe you'll turn into a long-term backup project and it never just worked out. But if somebody falls to them on day three of the draft and they really like that player, Mm -hmm. there's no reason Matt Barkley has to, assuming they keep two quarterbacks on their active roster, I know exactly what you're saying. But if somebody falls to you, why not take a flyer on something? Here's the problem with that. And I agree with you. Here's the problem, but you could, it doesn't become a problem because then you would just kind of shift roles between him and Kyle Allen. Here's the issue I have though, because everything you say is right, but I've played this out in my mind. Let's just say there's a guy there that they like in the fourth round because they have a really good high grade on him. Like, Hey, like we need, this is a guy that we can add to our team. 
Well, in order to get him on the practice squad, you have to release him. And he goes yeah. on waivers and someone else is going to claim him. Otherwise, he's got to be on your active roster and backing yeah. up the challenge. Well, that's why it's interesting unless you keep three quarterbacks. If or really, you could release Kyle Allen and hope nobody picks him up and puts a waiver claim on him, and that could happen too. Then he goes on your practice squad, and then you at Barkley just outright. I think that given – I very much understand what you're saying, but given the way that you are now being affected by Josh Allen's salary cap mm-hmm. and his cap hit, maybe it is time to draft somebody because you need a cost-controlled backup option for the foreseeable future. How long did Kyle Allen sign for? Do we even know? I have to look. It might have been a two-year deal. I have to look at that. But I don't even I don't even think it's been out there. Uh, maybe not. I'll have to look at that. But the other part of this is don't the Bills operate now in a space where, look, if something happens to Josh for four games, we're not putting a rookie out there. We got to have a guy that can win some games that we're comfortable with. It's a one year deal for Kyle Allen. Right. But they had think of the backups they had. Um, Derek Anderson. That, that that might not count, I guess, because. Yeah, that's too. How about Trubisky? Trubisky. And and, and Case, Keenum. Case Keenum. Yep. Right. I mean, like these are guys who. We're not going to leave our three or four game stretch without Josh Allen to chance. We're going to put a guy we think we trust. He's been there before. That's why I find it hard that them, that they would take a, a really young guy. I get what you're saying. And I don't disagree. If you have a really high value on him and he's there, I mean, you take him, and then maybe you just, you, you put him on the roster or whatever. I just find it hard to believe that they would think that they could win with a rookie quarterback. If Josh Allen gets hurt for a few games, I don't think it's likely. I, I, I think that there's other positions right. that make more sense for them to draft. I just knowing what happened with Jake Fromm a couple years ago, I'll never really rule it out. The totally Jake Fromm thing was like really surprising because that was the COVID year. So we were not watching the draft from the stadium. Like we normally are. We mm-hmm. were watching it from our couches, or at least I was. And I remember sitting there and I was like, Holy crap. Like Jake Fromm, he was a really, you know, big name coming out of college because of all of the success of Georgia. So I never saw that one playing out the Let way. Let me ask a question. Do you, I don't remember this exactly right. Cause COVID had just started a month before. So I don't know if they would have known, but were there any rumblings at that draft time that, Hey, we might have to have a guy just to kind of stash away for COVID protection. Maybe that's why they drafted him because that's uh, what he did. Yes. I re- remember him practicing away from the rest yeah. of the team. I mean, did the they stand. maybe do it with that in mind even that maybe that's, that's interesting, right? All right. Well, let's not spend too much on quarterback. I do want to ask you about middle linebacker because we got a clue from Brandon Bean yesterday. What your thought is on this. He outright said Matt Milano is not moving to Mike. He's the will yeah. linebacker. They, as of right now, will have a competition between Tyrell Dodson um, Terrell Bernard and Bale Inspector for that spot internally. That does not rule out, and he did not rule out drafting one or adding another via free agency. But I got a strong sense listening to him that they're going to try to do this internally and see how it works out. And that could be a great move because of the cost. It could also wind up having this team looking at themselves in training camp going, hmm, what are we doing here? We got to go do something else. I think it needs to be addressed. I don't think that your internal options are the, I guess it depends on the situation. If you can go into the draft, cause I feel like, okay, they're not, if, if you weren't going to get Levante David, if you're not going to end up getting Bobby Wagner, like, I don't really know what else is out there that would make you feel better about that person than the people you already have in your building, the people who already know your defense. I think if you go into the draft with a pretty open mind and somebody is there, available on either day one or day two, maybe you see how they slot into your team and you realize that that can address a long-term need on a cost controlled contract. 
I think that's what I would be doing. I wouldn't put like a need, like it has to be a first round pick or it has to be a second round pick. I just, I think you should be keeping your options open before you start to make that decision. Because I don't, I, I think that you can tread water with the people you currently have, but I don't think you can take the next step with the people you currently have. That's just my view on it. No, I totally get it. I think this is going to be a really interesting spot going forward for the bills. Um, as far as, uh, what to do at middle linebacker. So when you say address, like, Free agent, like going out and spend some money. Is there a draft pick it high in the draft? Jack Campbell. Like, what are we doing here? I think I, I still am team wide receiver in round one, but I think like a day two linebacker makes a lot of sense for this team. I also think even though I've been beating the drum about offense, 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 if you're sitting there on day two and there's a linebacker you love in the second or the third round, then you should probably do that. And then you also improve your odds because then you've got somebody who you draft this year and you've got Terrell Bernard and you're like, well, hopefully one of them works out. We don't know if both will work out or if neither will work out, but hopefully one of them works out. So that's the thing. I mean, if you can find a replacement level guy for a couple million dollars, then go do it. I just don't know how much better that's going to be than the people you already have. Do you give any credence to the thought of, listen, they drafted Terrell Bernard in the third round last year. They're going to want to see this through. You're like, you don't want to go to year two and go, oh, we have a linebacker job open, but we're just going to take our third round pick from last year and say, nah, you can't have it. No, but I think it's just weird. Maybe they do. It's just, it would be strange to me going from this monster of a human, Tremaine Edmonds, mm -hmm. to rolling out there with Bernard in Milano. Milano's an undersized linebacker. That's not a knock. He's still an unbelievable player. But it would be weird to me seeing those two line up next to each other, given what they've had the last few years. Do you think yeah. that's a possibility? Do you think that there's a chance they roll out Bernard in Milano? I do. I think, um, especially now having Jordan Poyer back in the middle of your defense, it makes you stronger and that maybe you can sacrifice. Look, on Terrell, on Tremaine Evans, excuse me. Like the one thing I think that, you know, was always lacking in his game was being physical at the point of attack, right? He, he just wasn't. And I think they probably feel that both those guys can do that. Although they are losing something, you're going to lose something with no matter who you have. I think it comes down to like, are those guys really that bad? Because even if you decide that you want to, uh, you know, go with someone new, how much of a higher level are you getting for the cost? So I do think it's very possible that Terrell Bernard or Tyrell Dodson lineup. Tyrell Dodson, this team, I, I know Bobby Babbage, Bob Babbage, before he retired, loved Tyrell Dodson, just loved uh -huh. him, and said, this guy, like, he could play in any team in this league. I think this team likes him so much. They've kept him around. He's played both positions. And on top of that, now have a guy in Bernard they drafted in the third round that I do think that it's very possible. They say, look, this is why we have these guys. We, we've seen them develop players, we've seen them take that approach before. I do not rule it out whatsoever. Well, I said at the beginning of the podcast, I think on paper, their personnel is just as good going into the year. Yeah, we have the luxury of hindsight. Their roster last year was better than their roster this year was, but then they finished the year without so many of their main pieces available to them, without Jones, without Hyde, without Von Miller. You know, those guys you now have healthy going into the season. So that's why, yeah, like I still think that you should be going all in on offense because I just think that your defense is going to be good enough regardless if you address the position. But I also don't think you should pigeonhole yourself into ever thinking like we have have to take this position or this side of the team side of the field 
on any given moment, like, you know, just uh, offense all the time. Yeah. But if you love somebody in the, I'm trying to think it was, it was Reggie Ragland, right? Reggie Ragland was a second round pick and they drafted him because they loved the player and they didn't think he was going to be somebody who was going to be available. Now, ultimately it didn't end up working out, but it's like, if that ends up happening, something similar, you go and you draft an offensive player in the first round. And you're planning on drafting, I don't know, a backup offensive lineman in the second round or, you know, some sort of running back or whatever. Maybe you take a swing on just drafting a linebacker. All right. Well, before we head on out of here, there is one more free agent we have to discuss. Matt, they finally did it. The Sabres have signed Devin. (laughs) And we knew they couldn't do it until the season was over. The goaltender from Northeastern college hockey. did he win the, you know, he's not the Hobie Baker award winner, but he's like the goaltender of the year. He's the conference. It's the, it's the, the Richter, the Richter. He wins the goalie of the year again. So just your thoughts on Devin Levi and what seems like a very strong possibility that he's playing for the Buffalo Sabres very, very soon. Like within the next week, goalies are weird. Projecting what happens to a goalie is almost impossible because it wasn't that long ago that UPL was on this different stratosphere as a prospect. And people were like, this guy is going to be the real deal. And it happens all the time in the NHL. But what he has been able to do at Northeastern is historically dominant. Like you look at his numbers and they're like Ryan Miller's. I am not saying he is going to be Ryan Miller, but his numbers are like Ryan Miller. The NHL game is going to be a really big transition for him. He's a little bit undersized. He's not as big as Ryan Miller was, at least tall. So it's going to take a little bit of getting used to. But if I'm betting on somebody, I'm betting on him. I think what's going to happen is he's going to get some games this year to see how he fares. If he looks amazing, then they probably try and figure out a plan for him next year where he's in Buffalo. What I think is more realistic is that he gets a couple games now because he's going to report to Buffalo next year. He's the bona fide starter in Rochester. And if he looks really good, then they call him up at the end of next year and they let him just, you know, ride it out. But I don't think they're going to rush this as like a long-term he's your starter. But I do think it's very realistic that we see him play three or four games from now until the end of the season. He doesn't play Sunday against the Bruins, right? There's no way. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't, you don't throw no. a goalie out there against that team. How about Tuesday was, against the Predators? So I've been looking at the schedule once they found out that it was going to be official. It's tough because I don't think you want to wait until Monday, March 27th at home against the Canadians to do it. So the Predators might be your best option because you're playing the Islanders next Saturday, like really you know, that's a huge game. You probably are starting Craig Anderson in that game. So I think it's either the predators or I think it might be the devils. Now I know the devils are really good this year, but the devils are really good. Not just because of their offense. They're really good because they just play a really good balanced game. And it would be a home game and it would be a home game. You know, it'll be a Friday night. So you're going to have a full barn. And I know that they love when those players can get that experience with actually like people in the building. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's the most likely debut spot for him. Well, come for the bills. Talk, say stay for the Sabres talk a little bit here on it's always game day in Buffalo. Let me just correct myself. Not a free agent. Devin Levi, they kept him from becoming a free agent. He could have been next year, but the Sabres had his rights and they signed him. Anyway, that's another podcast that you could listen to about that. Maybe we'll do that someday. All right, Matt, you go be with that beautiful daughter of yours and your family. Enjoy being a father. And we'll talk again very, very soon. I'm sure maybe we'll have to do an emergency podcast. If the bills make another move or something. 
Yeah, what would be the level of move they would have to make <laughs> to do an emergency? Like, does Bobby trade, Wagner trade for a name wide receiver? Okay, name wide receiver Bobby Wagner. That would require uh, an emergency Maybe. podcast, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, would Zeke? Yeah, because I would be mad. Like, come on, what are we doing? Oh, I don't, I don't like it, but I keep seeing it out. A name there, like so. that, yeah, a name like that, a trick, yeah. You get, you bring in a big, big name, like that's an emergency pod. It's just got, if it's a known name around the league, a Wagner, a Zeke, a Derrick Henry, uh, a trade for DeAndre Ooh, Hopkins, right? Derek, those Zino were, BJ. those are emergency podcast names. That is for sure. But hopefully that doesn't happen for the sake of you know our sanity, and we can just do this again early next week iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app, download, subscribe, throw us a nice review and five-star rating. It's always game day in Buffalo.